Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lakers talk tonight. I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah, you've got that tonight on the heels of us oh. being out here at the Laker facility. Do you Perfect. just rerun our show? Is that is that what you do tonight? Get intimate. We get into we get one on one with the Laker fans. Okay. Laker fans pick up the phone, they call in. You know, you're gonna have to replay our conversation with Coach Ham. That's I mean, that's got to happen, right? Predominantly, get any question out. that I ask, <laughs> or even if you ask it, I'm gonna revoice it. <laughs> We're gonna go into post after the show, and you're gonna retract the whole interview with nothing but your questions. You just gotta catch you at the tail end. I'm talking over it. I'm like we gotta edit that better, guys. <laughs> Got to edit that better. Oh, that is bad. So he's going to join us sometime after 12. The press conference is coming up. Um, so I was, t- I was talking with Taylor very briefly during the uh, the break there, Slee, and I said, Taylor, you didn't weigh in on, on his amount of shots that he think you could make. Taylor, what do you think? Taylor, what's you the number? number? I got you making three, Slee. I think you can do it. You got to prove him wrong. Appreciate Come on, it, bro. No, yeah, no. Notice that nobody you, said four yet. But you've got to do it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You Here's really think he can make three, Taylor? Yeah, for sure. I don't. I don't think. I don't, I don't even think he hit the rim on three. <laughs> no, he hit the rim on three. Now punches, punches, punches. Get me I know you play yeah. basketball, punches, Sliwa, but that, that NBA three is long, punches, man. Punches. How many can you hit? I'm. I'm going to say zero. No, well, then, you could, then we you, have nothing. Do you on play? That. I play basketball, but I, I NBA three is like you're long. not going to hit zero. If you get ten wide open, you will hit one or two. I hope to hit one. Yeah. He's not now that I'm now that I'm just hearing his setup to it. I don't think he's going to hit one. I don't. <laughs> just be, if he's already given himself zero. Now maybe I've given myself too many at four. I think it's two. I I, I think because two. Look, that's twenty percent from not a even million miles away. When are we doing it? We're, we're, we can't dude, do it. We're here, done man. at twelve fifty nine today. Can't or whatever do it here. It is. Can't do it here. Why? Let's ask. How are we going to do it? Here? Like we, the we, no, I'm not saying we it. just go. I'm, I'm well, it'd be great if we do it here. But I'm just saying, what are we going to have after? After Darvin Ham and Palenka are done, we're just going to walk down to the Look, facility. Yeah, Darvin Ham can go get to work. This is the introductory press conference, and then they're going to start making phone calls and putting together Jeannie's staff. Jeannie's going to be looking through her window Look, saying, what the hell is going on uh, down she might, there? Yeah, she I'm might be looking for a point guard. that we go down there and start playing one-on-one without asking. That's, but I just think, hey, do you guys I like we have the a little, We have a little bet going on here. Mm-hmm. Alan thinks he could make four out of ten. Yep. We think it would be less than that. Do you mind if we get a few shots up? If we set it up, then I'll be ready to go. These are the shoes that I played in in high school. <laughs> These ones right here. I could see you with what Granite Hills is like blue and white, right? Yep. And then, <laughs> right, and then you got the black, black. like lace up dress shoes running up and down, slapping the floor like. Never seen anyone play defense like that. <laughs> I get those Never are seen good it. with the eagle uniforms. Was it? Did I have the colors right? Did I remember that right? Blue and white. Yep. Blue and white, like two tones of blue. There you go. Light blue and a go Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> go Eagles. All right. Um, so the Dodgers split four with the Mets over the weekend. I, I, I haven't seen every National League team play a bunch of games yet, um, but of what I have seen. Yep. And the one team that I want to kind of put off to the side yet because I'm not quite sure is Milwaukee. Milwaukee might be as good as the Dodgers and, and the Mets. But having seen the Dodgers and Mets the last four days, Al, 
they're the two best teams in the class of the NL. It, it, it really felt like they were because you look at the Padres and you look at the Giants and you look at some of these other teams, Cardinals and whatnot. They don't have the horsepower that the, that the Dodgers and the Mets have. Yeah, it's funny. You know, when you kind of put it that way, this was the exciting part of going into this weekend. Trey Turner has said this before the series started that it's going to be a barometer. Where are you? Now, that doesn't mean whatever happens in that four-game set, you know, you're going to say to yourself, oh, the Dodgers are by far the best team. Watch out for them. Or Dodgers are really struggling. What are they going to do from here? I don't think either of that was going to get discovered over a course of four games. But you're right about that is the class of the NL. And you were trying to make an argument last week that the way the Mets are with their new ownership this last couple of years, the way they're going to build, it's going to look like, at least in their mind, a blueprint of, hey, can we be like the Dodgers? I know that sounds simple. Everybody's going to want to be like the Dodgers. But the one thing that the Mets can do is they could say, dollars for dollars, we can hang. Now it's a matter of just making sure that we run. And this isn't easy. I mean, what the Dodgers have done has been no. absolutely ridiculous for 10 years. But they have the, you're going to spend that much? Cool, we're going to spend this much. You have this number one market. We have one of the best markets in the country as well. There are things that they could compete with that a Brewers can't, the Padres can't, the Cardinals can't, things along those lines. Now how well do you run your organization? The infrastructure that they need to be or to build is not there yet. The, the Dodger infrastructure, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of jumping around here a little bit. The, the payroll came out for this season. The Dodgers have a $310 million payroll. Once they're done paying the taxes, and by the way, they're the only team to have gotten to the fourth tier of the luxury tax. Ex- explain that luxury tax, because so, I, I don't know if people know. It, it, very, very simply put, and my numbers may be slightly off here, but there's a number, I want to say it's about 180-something. If you go over that, and it's from like 180 to 220, you pay 40 cents on the dollar of everything you go. And then over to 230, it, it goes another to 60 threshold. cents on yep. the dollar. And it keeps climbing the more tiers you hit until you get to the fourth tier, which is 90 cents on the dollar. Dodgers are in the fourth tier. Okay, they're just like, bleep it. We're, we're, we're going to spend our money. Freddie Freeman, we'll take him. Mookie Betts needs 300 million. There you go, 300 million. Clay Kershaw needs it. We're going to do this. Boom, 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 boom. The Mets can do that. The Mets could go dollar for dollar in these situations because Steve Cohen's pockets are about as deep as anybody's. If he wants to spend like that, he certainly can. And it's not necessarily, hey, we're going to go. He's not going to run out of money. He's fine. The difference is, do they have the prospects? Do they have the acumen? Do they have a guy like Andrew Friedman, who's sitting there saying, no, 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 that's not the guy we give up. We give up this guy. Or we can draft another one of these. We can get another guy here. We can find a Justin Turner. We can find a Chris Taylor. We can find a Max Muncy. The, the, that's the part that the Mets, you just don't know if they're going to be able to do. That the, That's the biggest advantage the Dodgers have. Dollars for sure, but it's the acumen and the know-how that's a close second. A lot of times people look at, well, who did they sign? What I think is always lost and forgot is, who didn't they sign? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they give that guy that money dollars and he went and signed with that ball club? Well, that's actually a good deal they didn't give that money. A lot of times we get caught up in what player did you get? We, we talked about this last week. They got Scherzer in the final year of an expiring contract, mm-hmm. also got Trey Turner part of that deal, and then Scherzer went and signed for the largest contract over a three-year span that the Major League Baseball has ever seen. Yep. Right? So over that three-year span, I think 130 or something along those lines. So that's going to be the question mark with the Mets is can you – yes, you have the money, but having money doesn't mean you're going to be responsible with that money. The Dodgers have the money, and they've been responsible. I thought over the four give – me, give me your opinion real quick. Four-game set, did you learn anything different 
between the Dodgers and the Mets. Did you learn anything different about the Dodgers between from Thursday to Sunday? I think that the Dodgers, I, what I learned, I don't know if I learned it, but I reinforced what I had believed already. The Dodgers have the best team in baseball. The Dodgers have the best roster in baseball. The Dodgers have the most versatility in baseball. The Dodgers have the most depth in baseball. The, those things kind of got hammered home all over again. The Mets are better than I thought. The Mets are a more complete team than I thought. And by the way, they're missing some guys. They're Scherzer missing. didn't pitch. DeGrom yep. didn't pitch. Their two best guys did not pitch in that series. And this is the, the the other thing that for the first time all season long, seeing Walker Bueller pitch as poorly as he did on Saturday and watching him pitch for the majority of this season. And, and you're, we're looking because we're sitting shoulder to shoulder today. Yep. You can see my laptop as well. You look at the Dodger pitching stats and wins, ERA, strikeouts, all these things. Walker Bueller's on top of none of these lists. And he's pitched the whole year. It's not like he's not there. Like Clayton Kershaw isn't there, hasn't pitched enough games. Yep. Right? Julio Arias isn't on there either. It's Anderson, Anderson, Anderson for wins, ERA, and strikeouts. Now, if you go to innings, Walker Bueller's your guy. He's thrown 61 innings. Your next guy is Julio Urias, who's thrown 58.1. Why isn't Gonsolin on the top Gon- of that? Gonsolin, he should be for ERA, right? He's Well, ERA, unless he had, let's see. Yeah, 159. That's a good question. Hmm. I'll have to look at that. But the idea is, for the first time all season long, Best Wa- in the NL, Walker think, Bueller has that, hey, what's going on kind of thing. And it's not that he's terrible, it's, but he's, by his standards, He's way, way off. A, a, an ERA closing in on four yep. is really unlike him. Yep. A whip of one and a third is really unlike him. These are numbers that are significantly higher than they have been over the course of his career. There's a lot of season left. There's a lot of time left. I still have a ton of faith in him being the guy when you need him to be the guy, but he does not look right this year. Let, let me just go through. If you just went through the, the pitching staff, and if I'd have told you were a third through the season, one-third through the Dodgers season. And the best ERA in baseball right now, at least in the National League, is Tony Gonsolin. Mm-hmm. Tyler Anderson hasn't given up a run in 26 innings. Dealing. Um, and Walker Bueller has almost a four ERA. If I'd have told you this at the beginning of the season, if I, if I didn't even put names to it, I just said, hey, these are one guy, one of these three guys is doing this. Another one is doing this. You'd have thought Walker Bueller is the one that's dominating those stats. It sure. hasn't been. The, the two wins that they got against the Mets was Gonsolin and Anderson. So I, I think there's kind of a surprise and a shock to that, but obviously that's advantageous to the Dodgers. Let's, let's, let's put it this way. If Bueller was pitching great and it was Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson that were struggling – that would be less of a surprise. The surprise is, wait a minute, those two guys look like your aces right now. I think you'd rather have that because you always I you think, do have faith that Bueller okay. will find his way out of it. Completely agree with that. Completely agree that – Put it, let me change the, the game here a little bit. If you said to me, everybody's healthy and you have to play a one game tomorrow and you have to win that game to advance, okay? Everybody – I think I still pick Walker Bueller. I really do. I know that Tony Gonsolin has outpitched him. I know that Tyler Anderson has outpitched him, and I know that Julio Rios' numbers are better than his. And he's not, yeah, he's not getting run support. I that's right. Julio. Julio's deals, but if you're just saying he's not going to be scared, he's going to compete like crazy, and he will battle. He will absolutely battle. Now that that's a little different than what you were saying a minute ago, which is that this is the best scenario, right? Where you're have a really good record and your guys at the bottom half of your rotation are kind of carrying it at the yeah, top yeah. And, and vice versa. The guys that you expect to be at the top are kind of at the bottom. That's one thing. But here's the scary part about that. What if the guys 
at the bottom right now. If the guys like Bueller, the guys like, and I would say Ordi's at the bottom, but he's not. He, he's not what he was last year. What if they kind of stay where they are, and the other guys come back to earth, and the other guys end up being where you thought they would be, which is kind of you know decent major league starters. But what if Gonsolin has a? We've seen it. Alex Wood had a year like this. Ross Stripling had a year like this. These guys they come out and to the first half of the season, nobody puts a bat on them, and then look, averages are averages for a reason. This stuff kind of comes back to earth over the period of time. Now you could have a, a staff where you got a bunch of guys who are kind of scuffling. So here is the here's the the main thing that I look at with Walker. He set himself up for expectations that you're the ace of the Dodgers, the ace of the Dodgers. We're talking about how great the Dodgers are. Mm-hmm. He's the ace of the Dodgers. He's created an expectation that when he's not pitching well, like right now we're sitting here kind of questioning, but you want that those types of expectations. He's got to do better. I don't know how else to you know describe it. Like mm-hmm. I, I think we can give him the benefit of the doubt. We could say, hey, if you were in a position where it's a playoff game, who do you want to have the ball? Give it to Bueller. All of that. He's got to pitch better. Oh, for if, sure. If the Dodgers are going – and here's kind of the crazy part. The Dodgers can still probably be the Dodgers, but Bueller's going to be a key piece to this thing. So if they're going to win the – they can get to the playoffs and get to the World Series without him pitching at his best. If they're going to win the World Series, they're going to need him to pitch at his best. There you go. I, I, I think that's the big part of it right there. We are here at the Lakers practice facility. We're getting closer to the introduction of Darvin Ham as the new head coach of the Lakers. Coach Ham will join us sometime afternoon after he does his press conference. He's going to come on up here, and we're going to ask all sorts of Laker-related topics. That is coming up next. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. It's Travis Slee. 710 ESPN. And are you dealing? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Cameras are set up, Slee. Getting yep. ready for the uh, press conference here coming up at 12 o'clock. The new Laker head coach, Darvin Ham. I see why this you're... chair yeah. right here to my right, about uh, two feet away. That's coming up uh, before the end of the show. We'll talk with Laker general manager Rob Palinka. He's I see why you're standing up too. as well. Just want to see what's going on out there. No, I feel like um, you know, trying to get some TV time. Maybe that camera... Oh. I didn't even think of that. Just kind of goes up a little bit, you know, whatever Spectrum's doing, and then you and I are in the background. This is how I like to be shot from Maybe. about 100 feet away. Yep. This is this is what No zoom. Feel. No zoom. Nah, this looks no. like from 100 feet, they're like, you know, Travis, is that Travis? You're, you're sure that's Travis. Yep, yep. Get it looks pretty on? good. Can we yeah, get to turn TV? a movie on right there. I would imagine, and we'll get to ask him this when he sits with us here in a couple bit. Imagine being Darvinham right now. Been in the league a long time as a player. Yep. Been in the league a long time as an assistant coach. But, you know, this is a big step. You go from high school to college. You go from college to the NBA. You go from being a player to being a coach. But that move to head coach is very different. And look up in the roof here. Look, look <laughs> world championship, world championship, world championship. Look, I'm just going down the line. You got Bryant, O'Neal, Wilkes, Goodrich, Worthy, Johnson, Abdul-Jabbar, West, Chamberlain, Baylor. This is not just any old job. This is a very, very big deal to become the head coach of the league. Yeah, I, I think you put it best. Any time, and there were a lot of people that were excited for him, like, hey, he's finally getting his opportunity to be mm-hmm. a head coach. You're coaching the Lakers, man. And you're not it, – it's one thing to be Luke Walton 
and you get a chance to coach the Lakers when there is literally no expectations. You know what? What's our draft going to be? Who are we going to grab in the in the uh, in the draft lottery? And then eventually, are we just going to develop some of these players? He's walking into a situation where two years ago, Lakers won a championship. Last year, they're eliminating the first round, and a lot of the excuses, well, AD wasn't healthy against Suns. You're not going to beat him. Fair. But this past year, you went out and kind of gutted your team to go get Russ. You made decisions of, no, we don't want Caruso. Let's go THT. Whether those were the decisions, I think the actions speak louder than words. But you eventually put yourself in a situation is we're all in. We're trying to win right now, and you were 16 games below 500. Darvin, here's the keys. You see what I'm saying? Like, fix it. Yeah. And not, hey, we're going to go buy a new car. We're going to go replace the motor. We're going we're to drive this car again. Yep. I need you to win the race. That's a, it's, it, there's a lot going on. There, there are a lot of pieces to this. And, look, I don't care. I guess the best example that any of us could point to yep. as far as somebody that comes in as a first-year head coach and just having never done it before is Sean McVay. Right, Sean McVay goes from being an assistant in a handful of different places. He gets, you know, he gets the number one role in Washington where he's the offensive coordinator. Yeah. And they say, okay, you're 30 years old, go do it. But when he, the, the biggest difference is, and while he had a grand slam, right, two Super Bowl appearances, yeah. Super yeah. Bowl championship, the expectations were virtually Coming off zero. of four and 12 seasons. Coming off of four and 12 seasons. You're following Jeff Fisher, and with all due respect, that's a good guy to follow. Right, that's a that's good a way good to put guy it. To follow. Yeah, it's a good way that, to put that, it. That the team was boring. It was stale. It was uninteresting. It was something that if you would have won seven games, hey, we went from four to seven. We're pretty. They went from four to eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, they went. They went from being one of the worst teams in the league to winning their division. But there weren't those expectations along with it. So you, it can be done. But you add that thing of coaching LeBron James is a big of course. deal. Of course. Coaching Anthony Davis is a big deal. You have Russell Westbrook, who may or may not be here. You're trying to figure that whole piece out. There's a lot of balls in the air for a guy that's doing it for the first well, time. Well, let's give an example, too. So, last year, if I'd have told you, hey, how much of the blame do you put on Coach Vogel and 16 games below 500? Just that curious. What would you say? If I, if I said, how much of it do you put on Vogel's back of how they played last year? 20%. Okay, let's say 20%. Yet Maybe. after, yeah, can I change my answer? Yes. Ten. Nope. Keep it at twenty. Fifteen. No. <laughs> can I get a fifteen? Um, the reason why I say that is, if you want to give him ten percent or fifteen percent or twenty percent, after every single game, who had a mic and a camera right in front of him? Mm-hmm. Coach, what's going on? What? Why did this happen? Why isn't this working? What's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? Yeah, I mean, he's not going to stand in front of a mic, guys. I didn't put this roster together. Guys, I, I am, I'm only 15% responsible job. of this whole That's thing. That's the job, though. you got to take every 100%. single shot that comes your way. So the reason why I say that is what's going to be as important, you went out and you got Darvin Ham, and you think he's, he's the right coach over the next four years to come coach the Lakers. He's going to be in a similar position that Vogel was last year. Everything that happens, you're either going to get credit for it. Most of the credit usually goes to the players when things are going right. As when things should. are going wrong – um, it, it goes also go to the players. It goes to the coach. <laughs> I, Usually it goes right, to the coach, right? Yes, you're so, right, but so, I don't like that. So Ham is going to be in a situation or position where obviously a lot is going to be on his shoulders, but at the same time kind of flip that back. What does Rob do between now and the time training camp starts to figure out how they can make this roster better so that he has more success? I'm curious, and I, w- I want Laker fans to, to weigh in on this too. 877-710-ESPN, 877 877- 
710-3776. And now, you, as you were saying that, something kind of popped in my head. This idea that, you know, come in here, he's got to answer all those questions like Frank Vogel did. And Frank Vogel sitting there and answering, you know, the team's not playing well. And But because he had won a championship, because he'd been around the NBA for a long time, because he'd been mm. a head coach in two previous spots, he kind of I, – I, I get the game. I know how it is. And the expectations were real because they – punch their ticket right they won an nba championship so it's this team is supposed to be there and why can't you fix this you've been around a long time is there literally no runway for him for darvin ham that it's like you show up and i'm just i'm just i'm pulling numbers out of thin air they open the season and they're 10 and 15 okay they're not terrible but they're not playing great they're just let's say they're 12 and 12 just kind of going through it do you not give a brand-new head coach a little bit of on-the-job training before you start saying, hey, what the heck is going on around here? Does he not get a little bit of grace period? Or this team, these circumstances with these players, there is no grace period. you got to hit the ground running at 1,000 miles an hour. So let's you and I try to be as realistic as possible, realistic as possible. And I know they got to figure out the rest of the roster first. Um, if they started the season off 10-15 and 15, and you think that – I'll just use us in our position and then us opening the phone to callers. How everyone would be reacting at 10 and 15, it would sound like the, the, the roof is but, caving in. But what if it's 10 and 15? AD's got little nagging little injuries. He's missing some time. And LeBron is kind of in second or third gear. He's not, you know, mashing at 100 miles an hour because we've got a long way to go. It would the feel other, a lot like last year. The other pieces are trying to find their places yep. in this roster. And I agree it would feel a lot like last year, but – at that point, if it's a lot like last year and you got kind of the same sort of things going on, is that the coach's fault at all? Because we, we just saw it. That, that's the only – I mean, there's going to be a different roster, of course. You're going to have different players here. But if the same general result is, is, is let, popping let me, up, I don't know if that's a coaching thing. I think this is the only – and it doesn't have to be a coaching thing, but it could be your point – got to point the finger somewhere, right? And a lot of times you do point the finger at the coaches as, the as well as the be, players. Look, you guys, we just don't have it right now. We're going to have to retool. We're going to have to try a So different what's, different, what's different between that and this past season? And I use that as an example because there were a lot of new players, right? So you were trying to mesh in LeBron and Anthony Davis. AD's going to miss a game here and there. LeBron's going to miss a game there. But I, I guess what it will probably come down to at no point this year – did you and I watch Lakers basketball or listen to Lakers basketball and say, hmm, they got something here? No. You just give that a little bit of time and they got something here. That's probably going to have a, a lot to do with it. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Irvine and Corey. Corey, you're on with Trav and Slee. What's up, Corey? How you doing, guys? You know, I love the hire, and I've been a, a you know Laker fan for 40 years. I'm hoping Coach Ham is our coach for the next 20 years. So I'm going to start judging him when LeBron's off the team. Because we need to develop a team, we need to build a team, we need to start back in the draft. This is not a sustainable team, and we know it. So let's let's give him this team, give him this roster. Eventually, LeBron's off the team. We start drafting, we rebuild, and let him. We need a coach for the next twenty years, not for the next two. That's my take. I appreciate it, Corey. Well, it's kind of both, as I see it out. It's kind of both. You didn't hire him look, for two years from now. No. no I, I don't think you, you did. I, I don't think so either. And, and look, I, I hear what Corey is saying, that until you kind of have a clean slate, right, until we're starting with a blank piece of paper, it's a little bit more challenging to evaluate what you're asking him to do. Problem is, 
you're not going to coach a better player than LeBron James. Mm-hmm. He, he's your best player. He's going to be their best player next season, mm-hmm. right? And, and it, you know, in a perfect world, maybe he's their second best because AD, you know, comes back with a vengeance and does his thing. But, hey, this is the best guy you're going to get. This is the best guy on your team. I, you're going to have to find a way to coach him. You're going to have to find a way to get the most out of him. And at the same time, I kind of get where Corey's going from with it until he gets a chance to build his own program for lack of a better word it is a little hard to evaluate so and i i don't question that but i think at the same time you know what you're signing up for you know darvin ham understands the job in front of him darvin ham understands he's coming from a milwaukee bucks team that just won a championship a year ago he knows what the lakers are all about he was an assistant coach with the lakers They're about those things for a couple years way, bro walk into this place this training facility there's nothing like it. You have banner after banner after banner, Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer, championship trophies lined uh, uh, across Genie Bus's office. You're not coming here. I understand what Corey is trying to say, but if you're telling me that you won't judge him two years from now, it's, that that's no. You, you this is this is what you sign up for, and I, I don't think he has any any um, any hesitation of what he's walking no, into. No, no, you, you couldn't walk into this room and be like, Oh, this is what, no, no, no. You, it's, it's right there in front of you where we're sitting. You can see 11 NBA championship trophies. You can see all the banners. You can see all the retired numbers. You see the Laker logo everywhere, Yep. which in and of itself is, Oh man, this is not the, you know, Memphis real business. deal, buddy. This is not the Orlando magic. This is, there are banners on every single rafter in here. It is a totally different, but I'm excited to talk to Darvin ham. That's coming up next. Next hour, we are here at the Lakers training facility in El Segundo, and ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle your auto, home, and motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Factor cap with the newly married Michael Funches. Next, Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. What's up, fellas? Funches, married man, Funches. Yes, yes. It does feel Got a little a sparkle different. Sparkle in his eye. Yeah, I do. I do. Did you get to eat? I didn't eat a lot. Everyone says, you know, the, you yeah. guys. I, I, we had this, you know, this conversation before my wedding. You know, they said you don't eat. Yep. My my now my now my wife says that yes. you know she put a premium on wanting to eat something good and blah blah blah. We barely ate anything. <laughs> That's the way that it we goes. We barely ate anything. How long has it taken you to get used to calling her your wife? That takes a uh, a minute or two. Oh, it was weird. Um, the next morning, um, the I had to get the valet guy, and um, I had said something. I'd said something like, "Oh, my wife yeah. has, has it," and I was like, "I was weirded out by it." <laughs> <laughs> I was he just by. hugs the valet guy. Yeah. Like, what a moment! <laughs> I want to share this moment with you. All right, guys. Uh, Factor cap with Quinn Snyder resigning from. Utah Jazz, next season will be Donovan Mitchell's last season as a member of the Utah Jazz. Sleep. I'll go Cap. I think um, if they do anything, I think Rudy Gobert is the one that they would try to move. Keep Donovan Mitchell. you got to keep Donovan Mitchell. The question is just going to come down to what can you get for a guy like Gobert. We saw Gobert in the playoffs two years in a row. Almost becomes a liability for them. So Donovan Mitchell's box office, he's got a chance to be uh, top 10 player at best in the league. I, I say you keep Donovan Mitchell. I, t- I say he stays. I think it, it depends on a couple of different things. It depends on who they hire and how well they do. If if they bring in whoever gets the job now that Quinn Snyder is out, if they go and make a little bit of noise, then he'll be happy and he'll want to stay. It won't be a matter of whether he wants to leave or not. Now, if they hire somebody that he does not jive with, if they hire somebody that doesn't win more games than they had with Quinn Snyder, I think that he will move because the simple thing that I I agree with you, Al, the Jazz won't want to do it, but it might not be up to them. So he has four years left on his contract. I, I, I get it, but we starting this year. I, I get it. He's got a long term deal, and that used to mean you're not going anywhere. But unless you're willing to have a guy that hates being yeah. around, that's a really tough thing to do. If a guy says, and I, I'm stealing from Key again, once somebody says I don't want to be here out loud, mm-hmm. you got to move him. You got to move him down the road, and if he becomes and I look, Donovan Mitchell plays really hard. He's a really nice player, but if he doesn't want to be there and that thing is rotting from the inside out, you got to move him. Yeah, this comes from uh, Seawolf's buddy Woj reporting that um, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is just has is described as unsettled, unnerved, and warning what it means for the franchise future after the, resi- the resignation of Quinn Snyder. Those are all bad adjectives if yeah. you're a Utah Jazz fan. If if you hear your best player say I'm unsettled and unnerved. That is very bad. Unsettled news. with getting kicked out of the first round again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, some big news last week from Derek Jeter. He finally joined Twitter. Um, 
So this goes factor cap. You look at someone differently if they don't have a social media account, Travis. Yes, I do look at him differently as a better person. (laughs) Probably a more relaxing, calming life. (laughs) Yeah. If if you are a non-social media person, I think more highly of you, that you have decided to live life in the real world as opposed to participating in the simulation. Yes, I think I'd look at them differently in a much more positive light. If you are constantly living your life online, Dude, look up. It was, okay, I'm going to go a little, little tangent here. We're, I told you, so we were talking about we went to Disneyland as the family this weekend, yeah, right? Yeah. And my kids and, and me and my wife, guilty to a point of, you know, you check your phone. Of course. But it was wonderfully nice to be together and be present. And you yeah. look around and everyone's staring oh, at the yeah. screen. No one's looking at what's going on around them. Nobody's having a conversation with the other people around them. And I know I sound 180 trillion years old right now. I get it. But not being on those things for a few hours, it's okay. I promise the world will keep turning. And, yes, I think more highly of him. Bro, not even just that. I mean, go to a restaurant. See yes. how many times of the restaurants. Oh, and, man. And listen, we all get caught up in this. We all and, do. And, we, and yeah, we, it's we almost – it becomes, like, addictive. And that's not to say that you're on social, but you could be on whatever. You could be on a website, be on ESPN, checking scores, whatever the case, sending a text message. There is something kind of baller about somebody being – oh, no, I don't have, I don't have Instagram. Oh no! I, I, Twitter. I don't. I, just because it's so uncommon. It is. It is. So I think there's some to that. What's now. on it for Jeter? Like, what, what does Derek Jeter need from Twitter that he didn't have before? Does he need to see a meme of something going on that he'd never seen before? And now Derek Jeter's life is. Could it be this? Could it be just simply business? It's good business for him to be on true. there. He That's puts very, up a post. A business guy makes. Yeah. However, amount okay. of money. how much do you charge per post? Uh, four hundred and twenty-six bucks right now. If it's a personal endorsement, <laughs> yep. If it's just me mentioning something, you can get that for two seventy-five. All right, guys. Four twenty-six and two seventy-five. <laughs> if you need rates, right? For That's my rate right card. Now. Yeah, I have it in my briefcase. I'll give it to you in a second. All right. But if they ask for a discount, sixty bucks. We'll see. All right. Bye. All right, since we have news on Rasheed Wallace becoming a assistant coach on the Lakers staff, I got two questions. Two factor caps with Rasheed Wallace. Factor cap. Having Rasheed Wallace as an assistant coach will toughen up Anthony Davis. Slee. Um, I'm going to go uh, – it's a tough one. I'm going to go cap. I'll tell you why cap. Mm-hmm. It's up to him. It can't be Rasheed Wallace has to be the difference of now all of a sudden you're going to be, you know, a, a, a different type of player. Your mentality is going to be different. Can Sheed help? He probably can, right? Like Rashid didn't never played the game where you're like, well, that dude, uh, you know, he's getting pushed around or something along those lines. So I think the I think the Rashid thing is interesting, but I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that I don't. Part of the reason why I think Rashid is an assistant coach has to be because AD's on this team. However, that's on Anthony Davis. AD's got to be whatever person he wants to be, whatever player he wants to be. That's up to him more than somebody else. He's been in the league ten years. He's not going to become a different guy permanently. He may, this, And this is where it gets interesting with Rasheed Wallace, mm-hmm. right? I think Rasheed Wallace will be able to make him something, right? Whether that's tougher or more aggressive. I don't know what the something is, but Rasheed had it in buckets, right? Yeah. Like that, that dude is the real deal. So that he can kind of bring some of that, that, that will help. But it doesn't alter who you are at your most base level. You, Alan Sliwa is Alan Sliwa. Whether you're working with me or Funches or Ben or anybody, you're going to be basically you. Now, I might be able to pull a little something out of you. Funch might get a little something. But you're you, right? And I think that athletes are the same way. Anthony Davis is a wildly talented player mm-hmm. with a skill set that is really hard to find. Yeah. 
and he performs inconsistently. That's just that's who he is, and I think that's probably who he continue to be. All right. Well, uh, hopefully, you know, Sheed can do something with AD to, you know, spark a little fire in him. I'd like to, yeah. but I'm skeptical. <laughs> All right. Fact or cap? Rasheed Wallace was the real reason why the Detroit Pistons beat the Lakers in the 2004 <laughs> NBA Finals. Travis. Rasheed Wallace. So I th- I'm going to go cap because I think the reason that it really disconnected, Rasheed was a big part of it. Chauncey was a big part of it. Rip Hamilton. Like, they had a really good team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, now, they didn't have a bunch of Hall of Famers the way some of these other, but they had a really good team. The Laker thing had broken. It was I don't know if it was anything that somebody was doing to them as something that they'd done to themselves. It was something they couldn't all get on the same page. Al, you make the joke all the time. Like, you kept thinking that even after the series, I still think they got a chance. Yeah. I think they're coming back. Anytime it's on NBA TV and they're going back, I'm like, we, he's a still good betting on the half. Lakers. We're back. He's still it, betting on the Lakers. It just <laughs> felt like they just could never get on the same page. I don't think that was anything the Pistons did to them. I think it was something they did to themselves. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Trav on this one. It was... So funny watching that series. Looking back, they lose game one. Remember game two, Kobe had to hit a three, take the game into overtime, and Lakers should have lost that game. Lakers probably should have been swept by the Pistons in that O four finals, yeah. whatever it was. Um, they uh, th- that's the one thing that you know this guy has emphasized since last off season. I don't care who you have. Do these dudes work together? Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing that the Pistons had back in the day, they worked together. Like, that that just jibed Look and mixed well now. together. Look, Look who's left, the Celtics left right and now. the Warriors. So re, re, there was no one individual that I think made that Pistons team. All right, all right. We'll, we'll go with the last one right here. Fact or cap, since I ate chicken wings over the weekend, <laughs> yeah. lemon pepper is the best chicken wing flavor. Travis. It's second best, so cap. Lemon pepper are great, and if you put a – you could cover this. This table's what, seven feet long? Yeah, about take? seven. If you put seven feet worth of lemon pepper wings, I'm going to need about two and a half feet of it. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to tear it up. Going buffalo? But, yeah, buff, buffalo, buffalo, buffalo original classic. Buffalo yeah. wing is still number one for me. Lemon pepper – here's why lemon pepper is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Not only is ben, it very – by the way, Ben – I know he's, up, he's, about ben got right he's about to fight you right now. Hour and 41 minutes. He hasn't stood up. <laughs> stood lemon up and lemon pepper got him up. Stood up on lemon pepper. So here's why lemon – other than lemon pepper is really good. They seem to get a, they stay a little crispier because when you, yes, when you fry them and you take them they out of the do. fryer and then you sauce them with the buffalo, they can get a little less crispy. Though the lemon pepper are always fantastic. All right, can I can I do this? Can we do this with? They lemon are a pepper? little cleaner too, Ben. You're I'll right. go lemon pepper and I'll tell you why. If I go, go lemon pepper, I could still throw some hot sauce on there. You could. You throw could. Some hot sauce right on that bad boy. You got but any issue with that? The, you're doing the thing you do. You got any issue with that? <laughs> no, I don't. But you're, that you're now you're combining two things as opposed to picking one or the other. Well, What's wrong with that? What I can't do. That that what, what I can't do with a buffalo one is I can't do lemon and pepper after. But if I get a lemon and pepper wing, I just get a little hot sauce lemon? on that bad boy. I might try that next time, Slee. Let me tell you, something, I throw hot that. sauce on almost everything. It's pretty good. <laughs> Like I, I don't you care like what it is. Hot sauce guy? Are you the Tabasco, Cholula? Because the Frank's oh, yeah. is a different That's type a of hot That's sauce. True. First of all, Frank's yeah. is really good. It's terrific. But I'm, I'm Cholula. Okay, wow. Well, well, Cholula is more of like a Latin kind of hot sauce, yeah. right? It's got a little more of like yep. the Mexican flavor profile. I play and... salsa music when I'm eating. <laughs> but Frank's is like the super vinegary, right? The the thing that's like the yeah. wings. I would eat that for wings. Though. And Whatever. let's not bury the lead here. When you go to Costco, Cheerios. you get the double bottle of the Cholula. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you're talking eight bucks and rather you don't than need to go to Ralph's, it. and it's like 14 bucks for one. 
you got enough Cholula to last until 2026. Yep, the second bottle still sitting <laughs> The first bottle, you're not even out of the neck yet. You're, you, you still have the hot sauce that's at the top of the neck. You haven't gotten all the way down to the bottom. Thank you, Kirkland. What? Okay, well, real quick here, Fudge. We'll, we'll break them just one second. Yeah. What's number three on this list? Because I think Man, I don't know. And, and I don't Buffalo know. Are the, I are guess the one and two. Easy. No love I for guess Korean it's up to the barbecue. Person. Korean barbecue is good, but Garlic not everybody Parmesan. has those. Garlic, Garlic Parmesan, Parmesan yeah. yeah. Lemon pepper's you pretty got, far well, down my list. What, okay, so garlic Parmesan, Taylor, There, it's, it's okay. But that is a real commitment for the rest of the day. You're, yeah. You are eating those wings the rest of the day, even if you haven't eaten one in 10 hours. You're fighting that the rest of the day. So you're going for the ones you can eat multiple wings. What's your top? What's your top choice? I'm going to put Korean barbecue up there for me. Those are good. Yeah. Okay. Especially get a little green onions, kind of little scallions on the top. That's good, too. How much longer do we have to be here? When, when's Coach Ham coming by? I feel like there's some wings in my future. Does we can't, go we can't bring in some food? Darvin Ham, the new head coach of the Lakers. He will be joining us here before the end of the show, as will Rob Palenka. We're here live in El Segundo at the Lakers training facility, getting ready for Darvin Ham uh, and his press conference in just a little bit. Also, how about this? The battle for Los Angeles continues as the Angels take on the Dodgers Wednesday, June 15th. So, you're going to want to join us at the Verdugo Bar in Glacelle Park for the ESPN LA Freeway Series with Watch Party sponsored by Jim Beam and Hornitos Tequila. The first 20 people to text the word FREEWAY to 40705 will receive double VIP raffle tickets and extra chances to win sweet prizes. So rep your team's gear. Join us Wednesday, June 15th at the Verdugo Bar. The game is at 710 3408 Verdugo Road, Los Angeles, California for the ESPN LA Freeway Series Watch Party. And I better see you there. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Don't forget, we're going to have that Darvin Ham press conference coming up here, Slee. Sometime 10, 12 minutes or so, he's yeah. expected to go, and uh, he'll be introduced, and he'll take some questions, and we'll get to hear a good chunk of that along the way. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. And then after he is done down there, Slee, he's yep. going to come up here. He's going to sit right here in this chair next to us, and we're going to interview Coach Ham. Okay. We're going to talk to Rob Palenka. So it. Uh, Got a very busy hour or so planned for us. What a cool moment for him, huh? You mentioned that a little bit earlier. I mean, just just think about it. Just kind of his path, um, whether you're a player in the league. Okay, are you a player that's well-known? Are you just a role player? There's journeymen that usually are, are around where they play with X amount of teams over a, a course of years. He won an NBA championship as a player, but he was mm-hmm. never known as this. Hey, that's a high-profile player. He's an all-star. Right. Um then you get a chance, you know, you go into the coaching world and you become an assistant coach. He obviously had a really good relationship with Mike Budenholzer, who was he was with him with the Hawks, with him with the Bucks, won a championship and got an opportunity to coach Giannis Antetokounmpo for the last couple of years. He's okay. He's he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. 
And then now you're going to be introduced in a press conference representing the Los Angeles Lakers. Do you have those moments? Because I, I, if I were him, I would be doing it right now. I, I would be having that moment that you got to be kidding me moment. Really? This is what my life has turned into? This is this is this is what I, and I had one. I think I'm almost positive. I told so many you. zeros on this check. It, 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 that don't get me wrong. That's really nice. But there are moments when you just kind of say, "Wait, this is beyond my wildest dreams." There was a, at the Super Bowl. I think I've told you this. I'm in the press box at SoFi Stadium, and I'm looking down. The game's just about to start. Right, they finished the national anthem. The teams are lining up to kick off. And I'm in my seat at, in the press box, and immediately to my left is Jim Hill. He's sitting right next to me. And I, I, I had one of those moments where I'm like, if you would have told 15-year-old me oh, yeah. that I would be covering my favorite football team sitting next to Jim Hill getting ready to go do the now. Super Bowl, I would have said, you're out of your bleeping mind. Mm-hmm. And, it was, and, and I, I, I said to Jim, I said, hey, listen, and I told him that. I said, I'm, I'm experiencing one of those moments where my life has turned out really well. This is one of these things that I'm really kind of drinking it all in. And now you're going to have to pay the price because you and I are taking a picture together. I've asked now, the list is now four people that I've asked to take a picture with. I said, Jim, get in here. We're doing awesome. this picture right awesome. now. And he, of course, was great because he's always great. Uh, and it was just, and I would imagine for somebody getting out to be introduced as the head coach of the Lakers, it's got to be one. And, and to your point, if you're Phil Jackson and you get in and you win a bunch of championships and you come to the Lakers, it's, it's still a big deal. But you're Phil Jackson, right? If, if, if you are, Byron, even Byron Scott played in the league a long time, you kind of knew he was going to be a coach. And get, you kind of get, this is one of these, like for all the reasons you just said that I'm the head coach of the L.A. Lakers. That has to land like just nothing else. LeBron James is on your roster. <laughs> right. You know, arguably the greatest will go down this upcoming season. He's going to break Kareem's record. Um, Anthony Davis. Now we're trying to get, you know, the hope is Anthony Davis plays 70 games, but AD is, look, when he's at his best, he's as good as any player in the league. It's a lot of ifs to that, but you you already got these two foundational players that are there. So I think there's going to be, yeah, there's a lot that I think comes with it. It it goes from this incredible moment of, I would imagine, pride. Mm -hmm. I would imagine good fortune and thankfulness and, and, and every, and then very quickly it It goes, we got to go to work. We got freaking work. We we, we got to go to work because it has, you know, like, I mean, I'm not trying to make this about me, but just in, in the conversation, ball gets kicked. I got to start paying attention. I got to cover this. I'm not just here hammering beers and having a great time. I was having a great time, but you got to pay, you got to go to work. And for him, it's okay. Press conference is over. We're going to do some interviews. going to talk to Jim Hill. I'm going to talk to Travis Lee. I'm going to go do all these things and talk to Bill Plasma, whoever's going to be here. Now who's on my team? Now how do we make sure he's healthy? Now how do we make sure that we have this? How do we implement a defensive plan? How do I fill out a staff? That very quickly you turn the page to going to work. Are, are you happy it happened when it did? I'll tell you what I mean by that. Finals are still going on. You're going to eventually have the NBA draft towards the end of June, mm-hmm. and then July 1st will be free agency. You felt like when when we were chatting, we are doing a crosstalk, it was – I'm just throwing it. I don't know if it was maybe a week and a half ago or something like that. And you were talking about, well, why? what are we waiting for? There's a lot of work to do. Yep. I feel like the cushion between now and the draft, final still going on, and then free agency right after that, I felt like from a timing perspective, I know this wasn't official until Friday, and mm-hmm. they say they're doing the presser, but over a week ago is when this was announced. 
I feel like this is this is the right window to bring in your coach and then go. I think it's fine. Yeah. You know, I, I really do. For like you said, there's there's time to get your hands around a staff. There's time to get your hands around the roster and maybe talk to some of the guys that maybe they'll be back. Maybe they won't. I'd like to talk sure. to them a little bit. You know, let's get to know each other. What are your expectations? What are, here are my expectations for this role in the team? You can start these things and like you, the, the draft. I guess for the Lakers is a little bit down the list of priorities because they don't have a first round pick. The so. only thing with the draft that's important is if you're going to move somebody yeah. and you start looking at you want to do it before the draft and it includes draft picks I, I mean I know they don't have a pick now so really won't you have a second rounder but sure it's it's that portion of it that could come into play no it, it's going to happen really really quickly there's plenty of time to get it done I, I just I, I was my timeline wasn't so much would there be enough time to do the stuff but more time is better than less time. Of course. And, and, yeah, that's and, true. And if you said to me, they dismissed Frank Vogel, and then a week or 10 days or two weeks later, they said, boom, that's our guy, Darvin Ham. Uh, great. Okay, that means that they had their eyes on him. He nailed the end. Boom, 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 boom. As opposed to when it gets drawn out a little bit, it's like, is it this guy or is it that guy? Is it this person? Is this person? They not have, you know, we're waiting for Quinn. Are you waiting for Doc? You know, all these things. All these questions kind of swirling in there. Now, obviously, they got the man that they wanted, and he has plenty of time to get the job done, but. More time is better than – if you said to me you want four weeks to work on a project or two, I'll take four. It's funny. The Remember, there was a time it was – oh, it's down to three candidates. Terry Stotts, it's Kenny Atkinson, yeah. and it's Darvin Ham. And then the Doc thing really was never – it was kind of up in the air. The Quinn thing we didn't know about. And then it was kind of like, boom, no, Darvin Ham's going to be the new head coach. And today they'll obviously announce it officially. And Darvin Ham is going to hold a press conference coming up here in the next five minutes or so. You will hear it right here on 710 ESPN. And then he and Rob Palenka are going to come up. And Slee and I are going to have a good conversation with both of those guys. That's all coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 